Welcome to the AHC podcast. Join us in conversation with experts, thought leaders and colourful characters in the hairdressing industry and beyond. We'll be discussing stories and ideas to inspire, educate and entertain you and most importantly, to help grow your business. If you'd like to listen to more AHC podcasts, you can find them on Spotify or Apple under the Australian Hairdressing Council. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hi everyone, I'm Sandy Chong here from the Australian Hairdressing Council and I have with me today Kylie Dwyer from Elite Education. Now I've known Kylie for, um, we were trying to figure this out, but it's about 25 years. And uh, the reason I've known Kylie that long is she is the most incredible hairdresser and educator in our industry. Now, Kylie, of course, is a hairdresser and she has owned her own salon, which was Cloud9, and she had that for 20 years. But um, she developed Elite Education. She's also an author of an incredible book, co-author with her husband, Mick Dwyer, and it's called Pricing Your Services. Now, do you know what? They only need 200 more books to sell (laughs) and they'll be worldwide sellers. So that's a big plug in there. Make sure that you buy books so that, you know, they are worldwide sellers. And I think that's pretty, um, pretty incredible. Now, Kylie also developed SNIT, and that's a wonderful act in hairdressing, foundation skills and advanced skills, and also barber skills as well. Um, And as well as that, um, Kylie and Mick own Elite Scissors. And so welcome, Kylie. I'm going to have a talk to you about your incredible career. And I guess, um, you know, you had a few, I guess, turning points in your career, highlights, et cetera, where you've gone from hairdresser, um, salon owner, where um, I believe you also had beauty, you had nine beauty therapists there, you had that for 20 years, but then you moved into education. I want to find out, you know, how did you move into education and, you know, your journey in developing your your app, writing your book and also your scissors. So, well, thank you for, thank you for having a chat today. Thank you, Sandy, and thank you so much to the AHC for having me today. I'm super excited and a lot of people say to me, like, how did you create all those things? And I say, well, if you hang around long enough, you get enough knowledge and enough experience to be able to do some of these things. So whilst it might sound really special, it's just time, you know, just enjoying the industry. Exactly. Now, with elite education, it's quite unique. And the reason I think it's unique is it fills a particular gap in our industry. So do you want to talk about... Um, can I ask you, how did you identify that and what is it that you actually cover in, in, your, in your courses then? Great question. So we originally owned salons, as you said, and we had 25 staff, two salons, and we put around 60 apprentices through their time. And we realised that there was a problem whilst they were going to TAFE and they were having a really great time at TAFE and they were learning, once they finished TAFE, it was difficult to get them on the floor. So we thought we needed to do something in the salon to create this, you know, problem, I guess, of fixing the problem of how do we get them with their basic skills they've got from college or TAFE to get them confidently on the floor. So we just started writing a training program in salon of what they needed to do for, I mean, at the time it was obviously cut and colour and styling and everything, Um, and we just did devoted time like most really good salons do each week to get them their skills up and get them going and it probably wasn't long before 
the TAFE were pretty impressed and they were saying to, to our students, what are you guys doing different? You know, why are you guys so fast-tracked compared to others? Um, and so that was great. So it, it sort of gave us confidence that if the TAFE thought that we were helping them and it was a really great partnership between the owner and the, the stylist and then us, we thought, okay, well, this is something that's worthwhile investigating. So you then... Um, so you said yeah. something really interesting then. And, um, you know, when we look at the industry, and I think you'll agree, many blame college for their apprentice not coming out and being floor ready, as in being able to handle everything on the floor. And um, so do you want to just um, maybe explain how do you see training at college, like the training is what it's called? Interesting you should ask that question because we always say in our office at Elite Hair Education, we would make more money out of the questions we get asked from salon owners saying, we have to send them to you because TAFE's so bad. And, you know, and we're like, no, you've got it wrong. You do have to send them to us because we're a specialty coach. But what they learn at TAFE is a minimum standard. It was never promised to be any more than that. So they're learning that. And whilst, yes, we do have great teachers and we have teachers, you know, that are not so great, I guess, in everything. It's like hairdressers. We have brilliant hairdressers and ones that could learn more. But at the end of the day, the system's not broken. The system's actually there for a purpose and it just needs a huge partnership between the private training organisation, the salon owner, and the apprentice themselves, you know, and I guess that's the missing link. Yeah, and I think that's one thing that you've done really well is you have actually created that partnership between you and college and the student, and I think that's probably one of the biggest misunderstandings in the industry is that the college, what they learn at college, whether it's a private institution or whether it is TAFE, there is a training package and that is just foundation skills. It is Correct. not all of the experience and all of the mileage, and it's not all of the, I guess, um, fine-tuning of those skills and polishing those skills. And, yeah. you know, and that's really up to the salon owner to teach them. Yeah, um, that's right. And I know that you have sponsored our industry day. Thank you so much. And, you know, like our last, one of our industry days um, was all about, um, I guess, collaborating with each other and, and the understanding that training is um, the salon owner, definitely, yeah. and also the college institution, whether it's private or TAFE, but also independent educators like yourself. And then we have our supplier companies where they also educate about their products. And, you know, I think what you have done um, and you've done it so well is fill that gap between the college and the salon. Um, yeah, that's it. There is that gap. There will always be that gap. But Yeah, uh, definitely. Know. And that comes to confidence and other things. But the, the main um, exciting thing was when we developed scissor licence because we had all these different cutting workshops that people could come to that would help accelerate their TAFE and their college. But... Um, we, we sort of didn't realise how important it was for it to be more formalised. So it was a program. Mm. And then our daughter came. So we, we used to run a foundation class, a boot camp and a finishing school, and they could choose to come along to whatever. And then our daughter came home from school and she was that excited and ran in the door and I've got my pen licence, I've got my pen licence. And I went, 
that's it. That's what we're going to do. We're going to create a scissor license. So that's how that happened. And yeah, we have hundreds of students now nationally, and um, it's really exciting to see that we can work as a partnership. You know, we've got TAFEs now that say to the kids, that's okay, if you're going to scissor license, you can have the day off TAFE, we understand. Wow. You know, so whereas before it was like them against us, whereas yeah. I really feel like we have now collaborated and we respect each other and the apprentice sees that. That's important too, right? Yeah. Now, you're one of the hardest people for me to get because you're <laughs> so busy. And so um, where is it that you actually do all of your courses? So we are national now, which is exciting. So we, we're mainly Canberra, Newcastle, Melbourne. Um, we go down to Hobart. Really the only places we don't go is the Northern Territory and Perth just because it's too far and we don't have the time. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty exciting. We cover off on most areas, which is great. And you're always booked out as well. You know, it's always Yeah, good. we pretty much we launch um, generally around October each year and we we have so many salons now which rely on us as their apprentice cutting trainer. So they we have a list of, you know, 60 salons that say, when you launch, give me the dates of I don't care, I haven't got an apprentice yet, but when I get up or him, they'll become <laughs> So, um, you know, we've got our list of people that are already registered and then we send it to um, on to pub, the public so anyone can join. So we get new salons each year and other salons who don't put on apprentices some year, so, which is exciting. We're always meeting new people and doing new things with it, so it's good. And I have to say one of the most common questions that come to the AHC is um, how to price your services, okay? Yeah. So. Um, Talk me through that. How did you decide that, oh, gee, I think that we'll, we'll write a book now? And yeah. I know that Mick uh, also presents, you know, his yeah. course on how to price your services as well. So he's in demand for that as well. And so, yeah. um, like, are you ever together? <laughs> you see I know. We actually had that conversation last night that we have to improve this because we see each other <laughs> on Thursday nights and Saturday nights. Um, but yes, we will improve that. But yeah, I guess that about your date that, nights. Yeah, definitely. Busy <laughs> How we have a successful marriage after thirty-one years. We don't see each other much. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. It's probably why it's very successful. <laughs> oh, there's a story to that. Yeah, uh, but yeah pricing the services was really. Um, it came out of just a really unusual circumstances because being salon owners, we were really mindful that if you didn't make a profit, nothing, you couldn't educate your staff, you couldn't do your marketing, you couldn't, you know, have innovation with your products. So we knew that profit was really important. And Mick and I didn't know how to make a profit at first. We were only starting out ourselves. So we had to learn that over that 20 years, which we learned the hard way and sometimes where our cash flow wasn't great and, but we gained the experience through, I guess, the mistakes and struggling sometimes to pay the wages. Um, and our daughter went on tour. She was um, made it into the professional production, Les Miserables, as one of the child actresses, and someone had to tour with her. So Mick said, I'm going to tour with her for 18 months. I'm taking my computer and I'm going to write a book on how salons can make a profit. So... Um, I would fly in every Friday night to see them and spend the weekend with them and we'd spend Friday afternoon where we'd just compare all of our notes and just, you know, say, right, what, what sections do you think need to be in the book? What's important? You know, and it's not um, 
the book's just a good read from a salon owner's point of view that's experienced life. You know, it's certainly no academic book, but I think it's that's why hairdressers love it because it's just real. Yeah, and I think it's, um, I mean, so many of us in business don't know what a PL is and don't know yeah. what a KPI is. And, yes. um, and what does that mean, you know, as well? Yeah. Sort of, um, we may be great at our craft, but often manage our businesses blindly. So, you know, I mean, I think it's a really book, good book. Um, and so, I mean, between education, between travelling with Charlie, who's really <laughs> talented, and um, writing a book, and then what snipped? How did you come up with that one? Yeah, right. So obviously we all went through COVID and for 18 months we couldn't work. Well, we didn't know it was going to be 18 months, but at the time with Sizzle Licence, people go on a payment plan. So they pay that education off. It's 3300 for the year for the seven days training and all resources. Um, and they just pay $75 a week. So we were collecting people's money. And we weren't working. So we were like, well, we can't do this. This is great because we're not in trouble, but we need to be able to help them get through this time. So we went, right, let's set up the film studio. We were really lucky that Mick is or has been a really good professional photographer. So we set up a film studio and we just started filming and we started putting things into other people's Facebook groups and say, look, we're happy to do it for free. So every Monday was our morning where we would film um, and we go into some product companies, um, Facebook pages, and just do a haircut. Or Mick could talk about, you know, planning to make profit and all those things. And then my brother came over and said, You guys are content creators now. And I went, Oh, God, I wouldn't call us that. But he said, No, you are. And he said, You should develop an app. And um, he actually worked for Apple at the time. And he said, Well, we had a meeting the other day, and one of the guys from Apple said, hey, wouldn't it be great if there was an app that could teach you how to cut hair because my hair is getting really long and my wife could cut my hair if she knew how. And that was exactly how it was born. So it's quite interesting how just something so devastating to the whole world can happen and then, you know, being a little bit entrepreneurial and being happy to work hard. Um, we just then started doing tutorials, just really keeping them really short and we just started from how to pick up a pair of scissors to cutting straight lines and it's just gone and now there's like 250 tutorials in there and growing. I'm filming on Friday. I'm doing a French ball on Friday and that will go in the week after. Oh, brilliant. And so how many subscribers do you have? We have 3,000 subscribers and that's worldwide. Our biggest market is Australia and that's because I think that's where we are and we're encouraging people to use it as a resource so they're obviously downloading it more. Um, America is um, our next market and then India is our next market after that. So it's in 197 countries. So um, I think it's going to really be a great resource worldwide eventually. It just needs time to get out there. Yeah, congratulations. And I, I know that you've contributed um, SNP to Project Barber, which we're really grateful as well because yeah. I think the short tutorials just really pick up you know, as I was saying before, polishing, polishing finish, polishing a haircut, that type of thing. And because they're short, they're really, it's really easy to learn. Okay, so, um, I mean, so you've had the salons and then elite education and 
um, wrote a book, um, pricing your services, <laughs> and then you did that app oh like getting inspired, thinking about it. Then you created this app with over how many? 200. And yeah. 250 tutorials and one of the good things I must say in that is one of the things that we found as salon owners really difficult that if the salon um, apprentice was quiet and and the salon's clean what do they do so that's why um, we also created SNP because we thought it could be a great tool for salon owners just to set up their iPad get a mannequin head and say, I want you to do solid form so they can quickly just look at it. But the fantastic thing that our app developer did from our request was put a little progress bar under each video. So a salon owner can actually go into it and see exactly what's been watched and then they could ask them, hey, you've watched that, so how about you show me what you've learnt from that? So, um, yeah, that's pretty exciting about that part of it. So what, what led to the scissors? Okay, so we were really, well, I was very lucky to work with some really great scissor brands over the years and get some great education on, you know, what's important in a scissor, what steel's correct and, you know, how it should glide through the hair and how to achieve things. And I'd always wanted to create my own scissors, but I knew just how expensive it was to to do it. So, um, we have always given in scissor license the students get two pairs of scissors, a general purpose pair of scissors and a thinning scissor, and that's included in the price. And Mick actually said to me, I don't understand why we're giving an apprentice who's starting out in their career the worst quality scissors. We're giving them the cheapest pair of scissors because that's what we want to put into the pack. He said, do you see a chef or do you see, you know, anyone that's a tradesperson using the worst possible tool? And I said, no, you're right. Right, that means we need to create this ourselves. We need to find a general purpose pair of scissors and a thinning scissor with really good quality steel so that they know what's right and then they can move on from there and get what they want. So we just went down that journey. Um, we have a couple of really good bladesmiths around us. My dad was a fitter and turner. Mick's dad was a fitter and turner. So we really got um, into the steel and how it glides and the handles and the ergonomics, and then we found a company to develop what we wanted. So, um, And then we added three other specialty pair of scissors. So... We've actually now got 15 agents looking after Elite Scissors for us. So it's going to be something big, I think. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, So knowing all those things that you've done so far, what's next? Oh, my goodness, what's next? Well, for me, what's next? Besides a holiday. Besides a holiday. (laughs) (laughs) I just had a holiday. I want to get my golf playing better golf. Um, But I think really what there won't be anything more. That's it now. I'm going to just make sure what I do. I do really, really well. And I am super passionate about the scissor business because I want our agents not to sell scissors. I actually want them to go into salons and I want them to go into with hairdressers and explain their tools, why they need them, what creates a great haircut, how to do it and when to do it and what part of the haircut to use those scissors on. Um, and, of course, the byproduct's going to be we're going to sell scissors, but I think the education side of what tools do you need to create the best haircut you can possibly create. I think we might have to do another video <laughs> of that, actually, because I think I know. the industry would really like yeah. to know that as well. 
And I'm super passionate, as you know, and super committed to our apprentices, getting on the floor, getting confident, having the skills they need. Um, I'm forever doing, which is probably why you can never get me, because not only do I work, I also do so much volunteer work. I'm actually just at the moment coaching one of the World Skills Olympics girls. Um, so we're really helping her and she's just amazing. So she represents Australia in September next year. So we've got a big path ahead with that. Um, and then obviously we've got our new training package and the IHC are doing so much work for that and I'm super grateful to be part of that. So hopefully we can make a difference in our industry. That's what's next for me. I want to get more people loving hairdressing. <laughs> yeah, and you've been actually really really great to collaborate with when we talk about the training package because by the time we get a new training package, the existing one will be very, very dated. And, you know, the one permanent thing about our industry is change. And I know that foundation skills don't change. However, um, fashion and the needs of the industry and the needs of business, and we have a very different audience now of millennials yeah, the way they want to learn change, which is Thanks. why you know, your app and everything you're doing is incredibly successful. But um, even though the, the training package does look at fundamental skills, it does not service our industry anymore. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we really appreciate how you've come on board with the AHC Education Training Committee as well um, because you're on the ground where you see what the apprentices are doing and learning. Yeah and what the colleges are able to teach with the restraints of being compliant, et cetera, because we've spoken before. It's not about the college. It's actually about the system um, and that nothing is broken. We just need an updated training package. So, you know, putting that is really valuable because you see all sides, do you know what I mean? Oh, totally, totally. And that's what's been great that um, Anthony Gray has recognised is that we need collaboration between the TAFEs and salon and educators working for companies, educators that are out in the cold face, hearing apprentices is what they want and how they want to do it. So it's just I think we can't fail. I think it's just time, you know, to. And just so everyone knows, Anthony Gray is the Chair of Education Training for the Australian Hairdressing Council, so one of our board directors, and the direction he is taking for education training or the future of education training is, is just so positive, you know. Mm. Um, but anyway, I want to thank you for coming on board thank and you. talking about all the things that you do because every every time I finally get to meet up with you, <laughs> we have this mad conversation. <laughs> um, you know, and even I didn't realise that you only need a couple of hundred more books to be, you know, <laughs> yeah. a worldwide bestseller. I mean, that's pretty incredible itself. But yes. to just the success that you've had with your businesses, um, as a salon owner, you know, employing all of those apprentices, and I know I want to talk to you about apprenticeships, um, but also to, you know, for lead education and SNPT and pricing your services and elite scissors. Um, you've had an incredible career, so congratulations. And it was just really wonderful to hear this success story. So thanks. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. And for anyone listening, I think really the most important thing to do along your journey is just stay super passionate about what you're doing. And if you do feel like you're losing that drive, look at within the industry because there's so many things to do in the industry. You know, you can just have that diversification and, you know, just make sure if you do want to do that, go to the experts and ask them how they did it. You know, people don't ask 
other people enough how they do things. So if anyone is listening to this and thinks they want to ask me, ring me, pick up the phone and call and ask because that's how you go forward in life. You've got to ask others. That's right. And that's really great advice. And I know I've had some incredible people lead me over the years and advise me and I've gone to and, you know, for help and, you know, we're that kind of industry. So yeah, we are. Thank you you so much. I know you're always busy, but thank you. Thanks, Sandy. Thank you.